Thank you all for tuning in to the Your Edge podcast. I'm Therese Van Ryn, Senior Director of External Communications at Zebra Technologies. And I thought we could have a conversation today about the challenges and rewards of building teams from the ground up, especially in a tight labor market like the one we're in, where it is becoming harder than ever to recruit and retain talent. This is something I know a little bit about personally, as do my guests, Ahmed Dabul and Shelley Eads. Shelley is the Senior Director of Human Resources at Zebra, and Ahmed is an Inside Sales Director for Zebra in the EMEA region. While Shelley's everyday job is focused on talent acquisition and retention, Ahmed found himself in an interesting position earlier this year when he had the opportunity to build a new inside sales account management team from scratch. They both have some unique perspectives on how organizations can better connect with, develop, and support talent spanning all generations. Thank you both so much for joining me today. Great to be Hello. here. Great to be here. Hello, Therese. Hello. Thank you so much. Ahmed, let's start by talking about the approach you took to build a new team. Many companies are adapting their business models to accommodate customers' changing needs and respond to new market opportunities. But shifting people's roles and responsibilities is not the same thing as recruiting people for newly created roles. Did you find the process challenging? Indeed. Indeed. It was challenging. And um, considering the circumstances that I was in, that um, I got the task December last year uh, to to build this new inside sales team in EMEA um, to find the people and to build also also the structure. And as we all know, December is not the easiest month to to find people. It's right. it's uh, Christmas time. My wife was highly pregnant with mm. with twin girls, mm. so it was a very very busy month and lots of new tasks to do indeed. But uh, yeah. Absolutely. That is challenging, personal and professionally. You had a lot going on. (laughs) Shelly, I'm wondering, as an HR director, I know you have extensive experience working with job candidates and employees across all generations. What trends are you seeing in how companies must approach hiring, onboarding, and professional development? I think it's interesting, Therese, because a lot of things have become quite digitalized and online. and, um, And I think there's a lot of assumptions around different generations and how we might re- respond and react to that. But I think one of the things that I'm sure Agma would go on to talk about mm-hmm. is that how important it is to have the personal interaction with, with candidates and to try, you know, a lot of attraction to our organization is our culture and through our people. Um, and so I think, you know, some of the trends that we're seeing from a digital aspect, we all know that there's very many digital platforms to advertise roles and uh, to try and to try and locate candidates, but I think it's also that the network that um, <laughs> that we have to to try and bring that personal touch, I think, is still really important. Um, but the the challenge with that is reach. And you know, when when Ahmed was appointed into this position, Ahmed's also looking across an entire region <laughs> to fill yeah. roles in a really quick way. And I think tra- managing that in the balance of a trend towards a more digital search approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think a lot of the success that Ahmed achieved was actually through the real person to person and use leveraging that network, which may, maybe to many individuals might seem like something that seems out of date. Um, but I think there's a bit of a reminder here of how important those those uh, traditional ways of, of doing things are still really important today. I don't know what you think about that, Ahmed. Absolutely. I think one a few points to, to add, because we talked about challenges, right? Yeah. Um, so. Um, 
when I got the job in December, uh, officially in January, but unofficially in December, um, I sat down with HR and basically we talked about the about the five W's and the one H, like I call it. So we talked about uh, who do we want to hire, right? Um, um, which type of mindset do we want? Yeah. What do we want to achieve? Until when? Like, like it was a we we wanted to start as soon as possible in the new year. This is also time is all, always a big challenge, right? Um, where should the new hires be? It's more central, decentral in the countries or no? And also, um, why do we want to hire them? Like, what's the strategic or the the company's interest of hiring all these people, right? And and then obviously back to the first question, uh, how? And I think this is usually one of the biggest challenges, how to find the people. And as we speak about generations, um, one of the main tasks that was given to me was to build a talent pool for Zebra, an internal and external talent pool, to look for people which are Gen Y, Gen Z people who want to make a next step, a few years of experience in sales. Mm -hmm. And um, then you obviously think about how do I reach out to these type of people. And uh, we, we did a mixed approach. We work with agencies, but also lots of LinkedIn, social media activities to find the people. And and then just one, one thing to add, which is really important to me because uh, Shelly just mentioned this personal approach because I'm also from the Gen Y. So I was I also asked myself, what is important to me? Um, what If I interview people or if I got interviews a few years ago, what do I want to see from my possible boss that I work with in the future? So... Hmm. I wrote this all down. We had a great collaboration with HR, and the most important thing is um, was the why. Yeah, I think uh, when we talk about Gen Y and Gen Z, and we have probably a lot of talk about it today, the why is very important. The the people of this generation they want to have a purpose, and we are privileged to work for a company that provides solution products with a huge purpose to the frontline workers in different industries, and in my opinion, we can wake up every morning and, and change the world to a better place. So I think if we also share this message to people who are interested in working for Zebra, uh, we can inspire lots of people and inspire lots of candidates to work for, for a company like us. Mm, amazing. I really like that. Let's talk a bit more for a minute about the varying expectations of different generations and how that's impacting the responsibility of people managers. What best practices have you employed to ensure Gen Y and Gen Z employees feel as supported as Gen X and baby boomer employees, for example? I think um, when we talk about these different type of generations, they have many differences, but also many things in common. And I would just highlight three things that are common. For example, support, onboarding, and appreciation. Right. I think when you when you provide these two or three aspects, um, every new hire, no matter how old the person is, um, feels comfortable and has a good start. So taking care of them in the very beginning, giving them a body, a mentor, to really have a really successful start in the company. I think these are essential things that will never change independent from the generation. Yeah, and I agree with it, considering it, because I think there are, you know, different perhaps 
generational aspects. And I think about myself when I was, you know, um, younger into an organization or younger earlier in my career, there were perhaps expectations I had of myself that were, that were slightly different. So I think sometimes it's also, I think it's getting to know your team. Right? <laughs> um, um, and maybe, you know, having a reference point to there being, you know, a difference that perhaps maybe could carry a label. But I don't think I think it's important to get to know those individual expectations. And I think, again, you know, I'm going to do this as the Ahmed Appreciation Podcast. But I think, you know, one of the things that Ahmed's done is, is really trying to get to know the team and, and what their expectations are. You know, I think it's it's easy to. um sort of you know make some assumptions about what what they might be it's easy to make some assumptions that certain generations maybe want to progress a bit quicker it's easy to make some assumptions that maybe some generations don't but I think there's a real danger in that and you reference in your question Therese about you know um, balancing you know the different expectations of Gen Y, Gen Z and Gen X and baby boomers and I think we have to be really conscious about not seeing like we're sort of dis disenfranchising a certain yeah. group right um, and uh, at the leadership summit that um, Zebra held with senior leaders back in Chicago, Therese, you'll remember this. Um, mm -hmm. We had a, a speaker coming to talk about, I think, multiple, multiple different books that she'd read about different generations. Um, and I think she was quoting the different books, one that said Gen Y prefers to learn in this way. And then another book said Gen Z prefers to learn in the same way. And so does Gen X. And only to discover through all the research that she did is that. We all have similar expectations and we all want to learn and develop the ways in which we might want to go around that. And what we're motivated by is is really what should be understood by, I think, that the manager and getting to know their people. That's fantastic. I agree with you. For many years, there was talk about how digital natives needed to be more technologically empowered than other generations to be productive and, and feel successful. But I'm curious if that's something you're, you've experienced within your team, Ahmed. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and I've worked in, in a different sales team before with, with people with a totally different uh, ages. Um, and yeah, like in, in my team, the people are approximately between 25 and 35 years old. Just to give you an idea, yeah. Uh, but like, especially for the new hires, I was really impressed how how they know how to work with Salesforce and Teams and Zoom. That's totally normal. Everyone has a LinkedIn account. That's that's also natural nowadays. So they they are very active on these type of social media platforms as well. Um, so yeah, like when you hire these type of people, you can expect that they know how to use these type of tools because they do it also privately. Um, but um, I also think that, that especially after COVID, the expectation is there for all generations mm -hmm. to, to, to be open-minded towards virtual and remote type of working, right? And if people try to avoid virtual sale, uh, selling or virtual consulting before COVID, now they can't avoid it anymore. Right. Communication is so important in business and especially in sales. It's also the cornerstone to team collaboration. So have either of you found that you've had to adapt your communication style when trying to attract or manage different generations of workers? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, I, I've only, this is my team, my first team, team that I managed now. Uh, so I don't have so much experience in managing um, people that are way older than, than I am, which is obviously a very interesting topic also to talk about. Mm -hmm. But I think one important point is uh, my team is working remote from different countries in, in the EMEA region. So I have people in Italy, in the UK, in France, in Germany, in the Nordics. 
So communication is very essential, and we have to use these 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 tools that the company provides to to stay in contact and to really also keep the corporate spirit alive, right? Um, when you going back to your last question, if I notice any differences, yes, um, based on age, because when you are 24 years old, you are in a different type of situation in life than when you are 38 or 45. So I did notice, for example, that um, people who are a little bit older have children. They they maybe are not willing or or don't have the time or the resources to be at 8 p.m. on Teams or like message on WhatsApp, right? Because they have family to take care of. I have also now two babies that are almost nine months old. I noticed the shift in priorities. Mm-hmm. And this has an impact on communication, how available are the people as well, and how flexible are the people. And I think that's totally fine, right? And um, when we talk about generations, we also talk about a shift in age. And you are at a, a totally different situation when you're 25 than 45. That's just how it is. Yeah, what I do you agree. think, Shelley? Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think about when I started working at 18, which was, you know, only a couple of years ago. And um, <laughs> um but I, I kind of reflect now um, when, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm thinking about me as the individuals that I felt quite um, maybe scared too strong. But I was really concerned about how I showed up with those that not only older than me, but had so much more experience than me. Right. And I think about how that got in the way, probably, of when I first started working Um some will find this hard to hard to believe, but I hardly spoke to anybody when we started working. So from a communication standpoint, I think it's also being aware of your own, I, I don't know, maybe your own concerns about yourself and maybe doubting yourself because you don't have the same level of experience or you're concerned because you are in amongst those that are older. Um, and I, you know, I think that's a valid, I, I'm saying it's a valid concern because I experienced that myself. And I think in terms of communication, I often think about how do I then enable individuals to feel more confident to bring their opinions across. Um, and I think when you do have more experience, you um, I, I mean, I clearly know everything, um, but you can come across much more assertive if you've got more experience in the company. Right. That you've got a longer tenure in the company. It can be a little bit intimidating at times, I think. So I kind of have as I was preparing for this podcast, I was thinking, you know, with life experience, with a company experience you build a certain level of confidence and then when you are working with those newer into the organization and perhaps younger I think it's sometimes think it taking a step back and thinking about remember when remember when you were there what would have helped you to give that space to contribute to have opinion and maybe sometimes it's just closing your mouth sometimes but you know what I mean maybe giving that opportunity for individuals to to bring their opinions and think about different forums in which they feel comfortable to bring that across. Mm-hmm. And I also think that um, it's really important also sometimes to to uh, go back to the traditional way of communication, right? Like nowadays, mm-hmm. I, I, I even notice it by myself, I'm texting more with my mother than I talk on the phone sometimes. Right. <laughs> and, and, and we do adapt this private behavior into the professional environment. And we just text on teams, our colleagues and our stakeholders within the company. But I've also learned, and this is what you said, the experience that that, that that will become more after a while. Sometimes it's just easier to call someone on teams to talk about it in two minutes and get the best out of it and just move on, right? So, um, yeah, that, that's also one thing that I noticed regarding the communication. Yeah, I think that's a really great point as well. I think the, the other day somebody had um 
not been working for a while and they said to me, does nobody use a phone anymore? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and I think to some extent that probably is a generational there, there probably is a general uh, generational aspect in there but I think I just wanted to make sure I use the word connection right I think for all generations the connection is so important and in the way in which we work right now and the remote nature of that some of these tools that we have are fantastic but nothing beats talking to somebody and particularly like you know Ahmed's managing a an international team, you know, building that connection and relationship can't just exist over digital platforms. Um, so I think it's I think that's a really, really important point. And I think also this is one thing uh, that people learn out of COVID, right, that um, we appreciate certain things way more than we did before. Mm -hmm. And I think talking to people and also seeing the people yeah. again, um, we, 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 we took these things for granted, I think, before and now we appreciate them even more. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And I love the tips you've given. They're not only applicable to managing people who report to you, but oftentimes we'll put, we're put into projects where we're asked to lead others that who may not report to us. Right. So using some of these tools that you've discussed can really be helpful in that respect as well. And can I just reinforce, you know, for those that are just thinking about this from a, you know, listening to this from a recruitment perspective. And again, I said this is the Ahmed appreciation. There were, you know, members of the HR organization that did an amazing job here. And I'm here representing them, having not contributed as, as much as they did. Um, but I think there's a really important thought about you're the brand of the company. You know, individuals wanted internally, by the way, and externally to come and join Ahmed's team. And I think there's a real good thought here about how, you know, coming back to that personal approach. How do I build a brand? How do I build a purpose with somebody that gives them a sense that they want to come and work with me, for me, in amongst this group of people? That is that is in and amongst the brand of Zebra and is a, is a hugely significant recruitment strategy. I just wanted to make sure mm. I said that. Absolutely. And also one point that I would like to add that when we talk about recruiting, sales and recruiting are not far away from each other. Mm -hmm. Because when we talk about recruiting, the company is selling itself and mm -hmm. the candidates, they're also selling itself, mm -hmm. themselves. So um, I think this is one of the things that made our team successful, the hiring process and, and the collaboration with HR. When we talk with, with uh, candidates from Gen Y, Gen Z, we thought about what do they like? Like what is in their interest? Like purpose, for example, or a career perspective or having QBRs every quarter in a different country, working with international colleagues, different cultures in Europe, right? Um, so um, if we talk about these USPs from a marketing sales perspective and then adapt them in the interview, we can also convince candidates to work for Zebra, right? Mm -hmm. um, because you said it initially, the labor market is very challenging. And uh, this is also one of the biggest difference between now and the baby boomers generation, when you look at the numbers, I can speak for Germany now, but I think UK is similar. 30, 40 years ago, the, the group of the people that were around 30 were a lot. Mm -hmm. And you always had more people than jobs, right? Nowadays, it's, it's, it's like the opposite. You have always more jobs than people. So companies are forced to, 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 to be more active, to be more viral, and to have also a good marketing and sales approach within the recruiting strategy. Agreed. And from a re retention standpoint, I was just going to say that, you know, a number of people are talking about great resignation and making different choices post-pandemic. And I mean, a number of, you know, a number of individuals that I've been listening to, you know, talk about that the, the great retention tool is the culture. 
and you know staying with an organization that you believe fulfills the purpose and of course there's other factors that individuals will consider and maybe at different stages of life and different uh, decision points make sense um in a competitive market right but i think you know that cultural aspect is a key to retaining and enabling people to flourish in the company Well, this has been a great conversation, and as a team leader myself, I found it very relatable. I think it's so important to share our experiences with others and to learn from others' experiences. We all want to build and to be a part of a strong, effective team, so your insights have been extremely helpful. I hope our listeners agree. Thank you both so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. You too. You too. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. I encourage you to visit the Your Edge blog for additional insights from HR and corporate leaders about how to successfully recruit, develop, and retain talent within your organization. You may also find helpful tips on Zebra's LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts. So please do follow us on these social media channels. I'm Therese Van Ryn, signing off until next time.